let me tell you about our exciting new partnership with Danny Pirate Studios. It is the pants people's source for miniatures, terrain, and all your painting needs. Browse Danny's treasure chest of a gallery. And if you can't find the booty you seek, reach out to Danny himself in the Fantasy Pants Discord server. And now pants people get 15% off your purchase on dannypiratestudios.com with the code FANTASYPANTS. That's Danny with two N's, piratestudios.com. Shine a spotlight on another of our more draconic luminaries. I am, of course, referring to Rora King. Now, Rora's origins are much humbler than most, raised solely by his mother in a small village on Danatu. We don't know what will aid the spark of his red dragon heritage began to burn in his blood, granting him socialist powers. We also don't know at what point he discovered the crown that magnifies his magic. There are troubling rumors that Rory's rise was assisted by a, a darker presence. Cultists had said that inhabit the higher echelons of our world's political scene. These are, of course, baseless rumors and slanderous lies not to be believed. What we can speak to the truth of is Rory's incredible magical power. We know he stays true to his red dragon ancestry, utilizing primarily fire-based spells. We've even seen footage of Rory casting a full wall of flames with the power of his own burning breath. And when things get up close and personal, <laughs> Rory's always ready to activate the spikes on his trademark mace. Victory through battle is, however, not Rory's primary goal. He insists on growing and gaining through the use of his silver tongue and razor mind. So remember, all you watchers out there, that skill and magic is all well and good, but the pursuit of knowledge is the true path of the king. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And thank you, Hunter, for the knowledge you dropped on me, giving me access to this awesome character. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hunter from our Discord? Uh, great guy. Great guy. He's been watching the show lately. He Honestly, he marathoned through it uh, pretty recently. Yes. It was wild how fast he grinded through the entire what 70 episodes mm -hmm. that was incredible to watch it, dude, it was dude. so fun getting all those yeah. updates every day yeah exactly oh, it's to, awesome to hear the blow by blow oh i just listened to 26 and 27 yes and yeah. then some thoughts like it was uh, i love that yeah. so thank you hunter for doing that yeah thank you hunter and uh speaking of hunter uh actually a question for our unzip somehow slipped right through the uh the uh the crack in our pants <laughs> our pants crack yes yeah there's uh, a little there's a little <laughs> hole in my pocket <laughs> Yeah, so so thank you, Hunter, and I'm sorry, Hunter. I felt really, really bad when when I figured out that we we accidentally skipped Hunter's question. So we'll read it and answer it now. Let's Ooh, do it. Yeah, it is a short and sweet one, and it's directed mostly at Jeremy, Mr. Wolf. Oh. <laughs> what character <laughs> will Jeremy play when Jules finally meets his end? I love, oh. I love, first of all, I want to say, I really love 
the uh, the certainty in that not question. If, it's not but even when. A, when when Jules dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 I got a really quick easy answer to that. Uh, I won't be playing another character because Jules isn't going to die. Oh <laughs> oh okay all right and you're opening I'll crack a beer to that uh huh yeah. yeah yeah take that. <laughs> I am curious though. I mean, we, of course we have Dresden out there and like, yeah. I'm so curious what happens to Dresden in a world without jewels. Like, I feel like there's a lot to be explored there. It's very interesting. Like, yeah. Uh, I think he would probably do what he can to finish what Jules started. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, I would be so, it would be so, it would be so weird to not have a bard on fantasy pants anymore. Well, well that leads me into the next thing. I, I don't know if Dresden is somebody that I'd want to, you know, sure. Play as a main character. You don't think Dresden would right. take the mantle? No. Gotcha. No. no. I would, I would, my personal like love, love, uh, uh, image, whatever I'd love to see would be like, uh, we go full Robin Nightwing sort of deal with Chester, right? It's like, all right, five year time skip. And now Chester is <laughs> this full back, luminary yeah. badass, I mean, you know, actual like, you know, t- 20 years old, just running around. He, he uh, is, he is Faye touched. So he's Faye touched. He's Faye touched. So we could do a lot with that. Wait, 20 years. What kind of time skip? Five years, I said. <laughs> oh, I thought you said 20 years. Oh, <laughs> he's you, almost he would be 20. Well, but yeah. even still, yeah. five year time skip. Yeah. You think that's going to happen in this? Yeah. Do you have any idea how fucking crazy I am? Yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah I'll do yeah. anything. I'll do anything. Hey, everyone, listeners, no one's safe. Wow. Not even you. <laughs> well, we already knew that. We already knew we weren't safe. <laughs> Talking to them. Oh. They're not safe in their cars and their Uh-oh. jobs. Zoobeard Ruby Fist is coming. Yeah, Zoobeard Ruby Fist is right behind you <laughs> right now. Um, all right, cool. Question answered? Question answered. Yes, thank yeah. you. And again, sorry. And a little more specific with you real fast before we move on. I don't have another backup, so. <laughs> so, don't, so don't die. Yeah. <laughs> or make one real fast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> on the fly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we also, before we get all wild and, and into everything here, uh, we're talking about Jules. We're talking about Jules and his, his or sorry, Jeremy and his characters. And, uh, I'll say this because I thought this was really cool. I was thinking about this there all week, actually, that um, Dresden and Jules share this special relationship, but I thought it was really, really like, exceptionally clever that you had this planted idea that like Dresden uh, uh, was mute like for a lot of their time together. And yeah. so their relationship is so focused on nonverbal communication, which actually that's, that's awesome. Like so many of these scenes between these two, it's like so much can be said without saying anything, which is both right. really cool characterization and a fantastic way to not have to self awkward role play. That was, that was about <laughs> 85% of the decision. Um, and, and so uh, for that reason, I want to give you a button. Ooh, oh, listen yeah. to that jingle. Uh-huh. Listen to that jingle jangle. And while I'm giving you a button, Jeremy. There we go. I didn't have to remind yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of buttons, we do have two more belated buttons to give here. Two mm-hmm. buttons for one hell of a song. Something nice. we totally just oh, skipped yeah. discussing in our unzipped. You finally released the full version. Mm-hmm. Do you want to dance? Oh, yeah. It Long was, time coming. Dude, it was awesome. It yeah. was Really awesome. I mean, that, I mean, honestly, you sold that relationship. I my my inner dance was blushing. That we, was we kissed. We kissed. We kissed. We kissed in real life too. Just, they were. It was close. Uh, no, no. I was looking at you when I said that, David. Yeah. <laughs> Take two buttons and uh. Uh-oh. Thank you. Uh oh. That's two more buttons, which makes four, I believe. Yes, it oh, does. No. But that's oh, above you our broke usual the rules. cap. Oh no. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> and uh. Well, wait. Didn't didn't you decide we get? 
more. You get more buttons while you're playing two characters each, which you technically are four. One more episode. This hey, episode, hey, hey, hey. in fact. So, once we close the book on Crispin and Dresden at the end of this episode, I'm going to need to take that surplus back. Oh, no I'm, yeah, I've been too nice to no you guys. Well, so guess what? I'm going to use this button this episode. I don't know use what that for, button. You but find I'm just going to use it. That's it. You find a reason, you use that episode. These are Give playground reason, rules. David. No hey. takesies, backsies. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are my rules They're takesies, backsies? Too good. i got to lay down the Whoa. law. I think you guys are getting too cocky. I think the pants faces. people, pants people are need to stick up for us with this yes, one. Yes, please. Look at that ponytail swinging. Too fucking cocky. <laughs> so yeah, pants people, uh, flood the Discord because we have a Discord. <laughs> Let David don't, know. Don't, uh, you and your Discord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's infectious. Um, Is there any more, wait just a damn minute over there? Don't you even start with I me. have a full one behind me. <laughs> Why, you guys are upset about the, uh, the, the whole four button thing? Who's more upset? Raise your hand. I, I I fear retribution. I'm not raising Same. my hand. Raise your Same. hand. Same. Not in this episode. Nope. Fine. Then Fuck we'll it. Whatever. It. I'll All raise right. my hand. Steven, you know what? That's not my damn problem. All right. Give me something to drink. You say that like that's punishment. <laughs> oh, no. Half of a <laughs> bourbon oh, Steven, shot. How are you going to do this, Steven? Oh, no. Yeah, I'll see your oh, stupid no. face cringe when you drink the... Don't, don't oh, make the... Oh, why are you making yeah. it look so good? How... Steven, I'm kind of jealous. Can I'm going to take a sip of mine. yours too, yeah. Yeah, let me take a, let me take a sip of mine real quick. Is that Hold all on. that's over there? Hold on. Oh, you, we wait, have Steven, still. Steven, tell me. Tell, tell me. tell me to wait just a damn minute. Uh, Jeremy, wait just a damn minute. Oh, we have like other Steven. bourbon here too. Yeah, no, right. no, drink that one. Not this potion. Drink that one. Yes, it worked. It's less for me to have oh. to drink. Oh, David. Damn, that was awful. You fool. You little fool. <laughs> Ooh, that is so fucking good. Right? Holy shit. Yeah, the honey whiskey? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never had the honey whiskey. (laughs) Thank you, D. Cheers. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we got a one hell of an episode tonight. So much information that has to get from my brain into your brains, and it's going to be a ride. Before we get to that, I think there's one more thing we should discuss, which is the events of this last Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so we were part of a stream. And, you know, Steven, take it away. I've been talking a lot. My throat's dry. You go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should drink some of that whiskey then. I'm going to drink this rock star. There you go. Oh. Oh. We, we streamed the first half of a two-shot with, with our, our new buddy, DM Jeremy. Oh, mama. Over at Old Men Rolling Dice. And we had a great time. Uh, there were a couple other players. Ari was there. Queen Mother was there. And and the three of us, we all got to play a game together. Affy, Affy, sorry, Affy, if you're listening, I was one letter off. You are. Damn you are. it! <laughs> I wasn't calling her Affy. I was calling her Emmy because that was her character's name. And we had a fantastic time. <laughs> <laughs> we had a fantastic time. Dude, it was so awesome. Planted that recovery. Perfect. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> was was that the first time the three of us have? played as players together literally yes, the first time of us wow together. david and i have played before yep you've played before yeah i've played with david before but the three of us never i've always dm yeah. for the two of you so yeah this is this yeah. is really cool um it was fun. this is really really cool and like i mean all right just mild spoilers because you guys have to check this out get into some real eldritch horror stuff yeah um uh DM Jeremy is not pulling punches. Oh, oh you no. hardcore. Oh, yeah, you think David's an asshole? <laughs> DM Jeremy, like so. So the it's awesome. What he calls the stream 
is TPK Me Daddy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That yes. is the title of what we did. That is the point of the whole thing. And we're about halfway through. Well, we are exactly halfway through because it's going to be a two-part adventure. And there very well may be a TPK. <laughs> yeah. Next stream might be 10 minutes. I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> right. It's, it's wild. Yeah. So, so if you missed the stream and you want to watch the, the, the VOD, look up Old Men Rolling Dice. We have them on Instagram, so you can find them there and check it out. And next Tuesday... Which, which, which with, for this episode, will be tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. Thank the, you, uh, Jeremy. Yeah. We're going to be streaming 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find all our info on social media or on the Discord about where to, to watch. Hell yes. Yeah. All right. I'm waking up. I'm into it now. Let me slap my face real quick. Uh, what the fuck was that? That was a really hard slap. Yeah. You got a black Holy eye over there? shit. So you've been I... doing that a lot lately? <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> in that mass vacation, post-mass vacation burnout phase. Would somebody walk into the kitchen and punch you? Oh, oh I wish. Um, <laughs> let's start the episode. I'm here. Now, I know, I know everybody hates goodbyes. I'm afraid that we're going to start this episode on yet another one. This one is taking place in the early afternoon as the Fire Opal Conquer Jewel has just landed on the Radiant Citadel. Here we see Jules, Blanche, Jean Franklin, Dresden, and Crispin all moving out into the passage of Respite, the docking station for the Conquer Jewels. Arhalon, if you remember, had gone ahead and should already be somewhere in the city. Dance, as she mentioned in the last episode, will be staying behind on her world, hoping to assist during the great changes that are coming to the people there. You can, as a luminary, uh, Jules, visit whenever you like, of course. I mean, you have the passport. Uh, And as for how Jules and Dance spent the rest of the morning before you guys left the world, well, let's just say we're all gentlemen here, right? That's behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. Fist bump. Fist bump. Saloon doors. Nice. Fist bump. Okay, Nice. Nice. No, okay. <laughs> Why am I nicing? <laughs> Sweetplex. <laughs> Pigman taught me this one. Yes. <laughs> uh, so wild when it's me. Um, I imagine at this point you are all exhausted. Having been up all night fighting, especially Jules, uh, planning and partying. <laughs> <laughs> what is your first intention upon leaving this jewel. Just curious. Whose? Uh, each character. Dan, uh, Blanche first. Blanche, her intention is to go back to Noari. She kind of up and left. Okay. And she has a post. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for leaving me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Blanche didn't sign up for this, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we we just met and you leave? Yeah, man. Like, what's a conversation we get back to De Piero, like, you know, John Franklin's father, and you're like, sort of, you're, you're king, you're lord. Just like, yeah, so sorry, I had to leave real quick to overthrow a city. Right. Yeah, overthrow a world government. <laughs> We're back. I, my intention wasn't to overthrow the city. <laughs> um, how about Dresden? What are you up to? I didn't think of this. Oh, God. You don't need to have a set thing in mind. No, I'm just, I don't. just curious what oh, this character is. Right, because you don't have a job to go back to. No. No. Um, you were tasked by Sholei to join Crispin. That's true. 
you were basically sent like, as know, partners. Initially, you were sent because Shelly wanted to protect you. Okay. So she was like, you'll be safer right. off-world. And while Crispin's okay. investigating the, 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 the Roche you know, family. You know, if Crispin will have me... Well, I mean, that, that makes, to, that makes yeah, total I don't sense. Yeah, I don't want to skip over your turn to speak, but yeah, no, that's that, where Crispin's that, going. Yeah, Crispin's that, going back to show. Yeah, that makes, so. that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. I think they're kind of partnered up now. They're holding hands. All right. Yeah. So we have your... Love all around. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I love love. Uh-huh. Uh, Jules, how about you? Uh, I mean, I, th- I think his first intention is to go home mm. and be with his loved ones. Back to the ugly coyote. Yes. Got to bring round stuff and Miskin back. Yep. Missing one. Well, missing two. Really? I think Jean Franklin feels the exact Paul, same Paul way. Paul and Zebulon. Oh. Oh, yeah. Jean feels the exact same way. He wants to go home as well. To the pale moonlight. The real inn. Fuck those guys. Hey, Fuck that hey, place. Whoa, whoa. Hey, yeah. <laughs> All right. A bunch of crumpet eating. <laughs> Ah, oh, it feels good to be talking about the pale moonlight again. I know. I hate it, but it feels so good. <laughs> it feels good to be mad about something else. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start talking about Blanche here. Uh, Blanche, do you want to go back? I will tell you that the next Bastite Conquer Jewel departure, uh, the jewel that would phase to Noari. What'd you call me? <laughs> is not until this evening. Um, you actually have quite a bit of time to wait here to rest on the Citadel before you can leave. It just happens to be a long window before you can take the next jewel. Um, so... Shopping! <laughs> yeah. God, uh, I, look, I just got this image of a montage of Blanche yeah. just going nuts. With, like, the big, like, designer yeah, bags. Yeah, exactly. That's where Sean gets it from. <laughs> so good. Um, I will say this, actually. Speaking of Jean, uh, you know that... Going back to Zinda, there's there's more than just like your general duties there. Mm. You'd be aware that the March of Vice, the great festival of Zinda, is coming up soon. At the end of this, the Golden Bay will hold its annual tournament to gain Condorella's favor. Noari is going to have two major events. I'm so excited for that. Now, you've won this very tournament before, earning your position. We've seen this happen. Do you think, as you look at your young pupil that he may be strong enough to claim victory in the melee himself? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it, maybe not the last time Blanche saw him, but he has matured a lot. That's awesome. And, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is something that... John left. He left for a reason, but maybe it's something to broach. She's, she's returned. Jean has taken the training that Blanche gave him and then applied his own real-world experiences to it and has just flourished because of it. And I'll say you have about a month before this event occurs. Yeah. But it's coming up soon. I'm sure your duties back in Noir are going to be uh, pretty hectic for a time. So then, you all step out into the passage, and I'll tell you that you are met by a flood of black and yellow paparazzi guild members. Oh God, Many paparazzi. diamonds oh. are facing you from this crowd, some recording, some releasing bright flashes of light with some neat sort of still image feature the diamonds possess. Uh, just <laughs> They make shuddering noises for no reason. It's weird. Um, <laughs> because they're cameras. What? Hey. They're cameras, don't guys. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me feel smart. <laughs> Thankfully, this crowd has been sanctioned off and pushed back by a line of shield bearers on either side of the steps leading deeper into the citadel. 
And as you sort of move down onto this sort of pathway, this walkway, uh, one figure sort of breaks out and begins to move towards you. And Jules, at least, would certainly recognize the captain of the shield bearers, mm. Ariat. Wow. Um, as he comes before you, his face is quite grim and serious. You see the memorial ash dots on his forehead are, are dark, very freshly applied. He immediately looks to Crispin and Dresden. How is his voice again? Hang on. <clears throat> Crispin Dubois, Dresden Kellig, I need you two to come with me. Speaker Sholay has requested your immediate presence at her home. This tone brokes no argument. Essentially, this is an order from the top. Crispin, his face doesn't doesn't give away anything, but maybe if you're standing behind him, you can see the backs of his ears sort of drop. <laughs> and he agrees. Um, very well, I'm, I'm ready to go see Shole. Yeah, Dresden just gives a solemn nod and follows along. Come with me then. My men will keep the crowds off you as we go. And, uh, he sort of turns and begins to walk. Is there any kind of moment to pass between one group and the other as you guys break away? I think Dresden would turn to Jules and give him the, you know, elbow arm shake. I think Dresden's going to have to catch up because Crispin's just going to keep walking. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dresden's tall. <laughs> he can walk fast. Yeah. All right. With that, you two begin to follow. I think there's a moment where Arya just stops. He turns back, not just to face the two that are right behind him, but the two that are farther back, as, or the three that are farther back as well. And I think it's almost like his eyes have a moment of, like, like hesitance. This is a man that's not used to speaking from the heart. This is a man that's used to speaking what he's ordered to speak. And then he just kind of nods almost to himself and says, You are all heroes for what you have exposed. Step proudly as we march into a brighter future. And he just sort of nods again like yeah that was cool <laughs> <laughs> and and turns back to uh to lead you guys away and as we see crispin and dresden sort of moving further and further down the walkways down into the citadel towards the sort of great gate leading inside the diamond itself we're gonna leave them we're gonna come back to them again a little later one more time before putting those two in their own little box for for a while but for now what is Danny doing? <laughs> She's just dog digging. <laughs> She's scratching at the pillow. Doing being dog like, hmm, stuff. I can't lay down on this until I scratch it a yeah, hundred times. <laughs> so much work to be a pet. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> For now, let's stick with Jules and Blanche. First things first, more perception check. Oh. So if you were serious about that button, I'm going to use my goddamn button right now. <laughs> You know what? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. It's happening. In fact, that's so good. Take a button about it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to use it this episode. <laughs> oh, here. Here's a button, dude. <laughs> we actually physically exchanged that back and forth. That was wonderful. <laughs> so stupid. I thought I did pretty good last episode. I didn't get any. Yeah. I'll give you a button in the in the. Son of a bitch. I got seven. You got your belated unzip button. <laughs> you can play. Even, uh, even with advantage, I only got uh, 12. Uh, honestly, I think 
above 10 is fine for this because okay. Jules specifically knows what to look for. You guys step off, and I think you see the, the paparazzi members all around you, all the cameras flashing, but I think Jules' eyes do not linger on them. They move upwards to the rooftops, and you catch a glimpse of Chester. You see, as you it. are stepping out, as you kind of look at him, he, like, backs up almost, like, nervously, almost harried, and then whoosh, vanishes in mist. Gone. I don't like that. That's what you see. What do you do? Around you, just a stream of questions. What were you doing? Your family is it true that Samuel Rose has been arrested? Just people like just a crowd, just screaming, chattering. It's hard to hear anything over them. Yeah, I think I think Jules is in a state of shock, kind of like that where you see in the movies where uh, you know everyone around is just muffled. You know, his vision's kind of blurry, and there's a, just a high-pitched ringing going on. Um, and unless Blanche wants to say anything, Jules will. To the, no. Okay. Jules, uh, Blanche is just trying to get out of the crowd, you know. I think, yeah, as, as we continue to walk, Jules will stop and pause. And for a brief moment, that haze kind of breaks. And he's going to put up a hand, asking everybody to quiet down for a moment. Whoa. Yeah, they do. All the cameras focus on you. It goes quiet. There's this nervous energy all around. He looks around with just his eyes. He doesn't move his head. Don't believe everything you're told. Question everything. And ask yourselves, where's Tythos? Just immediately like an explosion of questions. And the ringing and haze and shock comes back. And he turns around to continue walking. <laughs> that was cool. Here, take a button. <laughs> <laughs> use, use two more. <laughs> Man, Jeremy, when the, when the pants people revolt oh, uh-huh. and turn yeah. over that rule. I'm going to have so uh-huh. much fun. Uh-huh. You guys, are, you guys are gonna be like complaining all this time, like you never give out buttons. Like remember that episode I give out thirty buttons, you assholes, <laughs> to <right>. one player. <laughs> That's the record. Fuck, uh, this is fun. All right, you're moving down the road, passing by the uh, the barracks for the shield bearers, where Arhalan's apartment would be. Passing by uh, uh, the actual like, sort of passage into the auroral diamond itself down the trade discal where all the inns and stores and where at the very very end at the very tail of the great fossil you will find the ugly coyote as you're sort of moving at one point you're passing by a very grand looking building of sort of uh, um, umizu make sort of sort of cool like arched uh, ceilings and then the rooftops and uh, I think as you're passing it it's, I mean this is a fine gigantic building highest class in around the pale moonlight they call it and Blanche feel a little tug next to you ah, um actually uh, sir I've been meaning to talk to you about this I uh, I know I I tasked you with handling my gold but uh, I will uh, I do need to pay for another month at the pale moonlight my time is uh unfortunately when we were gone it would have run out so uh, if you would not mind uh he puts out his hand so here's alright let's do this real fast yeah Blanche isn't staying here. She's going home. So 
Jean is going to have to start to, like, pay his own way again. And we've never really, like, counted Jean's gold. You know, it's, it's just always kind of just been like, well, right, yes. He spent it all. He didn't have any more in Sansetian. So what you have is his gold. <laughs> you came with the with the backup funds for Jean Franklin. That's what brought Blanche into the story. Yeah, my intention was that she came with her, like, her physical, what she owns. Yeah. And a purse for Jean. Yep. So we can't just be like, here you go, story, you know, hand wave, here's your gold. Or is Blanche just going to leave Jean with no money? Your call. <laughs> you know, Jean, we, we always got room you at look- the Ugly Coyote. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. Sir, <clears throat> please. He's sort of reaching his hands out. And, like, you look, he gave you this money because he wanted you to, like, make sure he was making right choices. And you look at the incredibly lavish pale moonlight. Yeah. You look at the, the incredibly well-to-do folk who are walking in and out, and you realize... Okay, there's no wonder he blew through all of his savings when he went off in this little adventure of his. This is where it went. Well, Jean, I'm not one to encourage such lavish overspending. Oh, over- but... <laughs> it's it's not it's not like that. It's it, it's 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 clean. Why don't you prove its worth to me? Show me around. Convince me. Very well. Yes, yes. We should go to the spa post-haste. Uh, is that weird? Do you want to go in right now? Yeah, I'd like to talk to the front desk. Okay. All right. Let's split this group up. Uh, I imagine, Jules, you're, you're still going, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Jules is still going. All right. Um, holy shit. I did not see this coming. Let's do it. So, <laughs> this is wild. Um, John grabs Blanche and starts leading her very, very excitedly into the pale moonlight. Gets to finally show it off. All of his friends pick on him about it. He's so sad. <laughs> Someone who cares. Um, you know what? You know what? This is actually a really interesting direction. <laughs> Jeremy, take a button. <laughs> hey, Steven, have my button. Don't you? You can't do that. That's against all the laws. Hey, hey. It is not. Hey. You're making up bogus Shit. laws. Yes. What is Mr. this? Mr. No Takes These We're just breaking rules tonight. Pants people, revolt. They broke all the rules. <laughs> well, they're already on our side. Damn it. Let's go to the pale moonlight. Fine, no more buttons. <laughs> all right, going to the pale moonlight. Um, meanwhile, Jules is pushing onwards down the way. You move inside. As you push through a sort of very nice, like sort of a, a, a sliding, um, kind of like, paper sort of door. There's no strong winds here, so, like, they can kind of have very ornate stuff that's not technically, like, durable. So you slide into it, and immediately you're, fo- you're facing this room that's just, like, well lit by these, like, sort of floating lanterns all the way down. This sort of, like, uh, a grand sort of uh, space. It's like, like most inns. The, the bottom floor is sort of a pub. Um, the smells are Amazing! All the tables are lined with dishes that have almost no food on them because fancy people do that. <laughs> a couple little sniblets in the middle of a plate, uh, but it looks incredible. Pops, the color is amazing. There's a little douche drizzle on the edges of every plate, various colors. It's great. Um, you sort of step in, and I think there's a, a immediately sort of a desk beside you. Uh, very well-dressed Lokatha, a fish folk, actually, uh, is standing behind the desk. Got a little... little catfish whiskers, um, but they're sort of done up very nicely, like waxed. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Shut up. And he looks at you and says, you make me do this on the fly. Don't you give me that judgy I'm stare. I'm not doing anything. 
Ah, Master John Franklin. I'm so glad to see you're back, but unfortunately your room is mm, up for grabs if you do not bring us the, uh, well, the requisite pay. Ah, yes, of course, Master Beauregard. Uh, this is, I should say, <clears throat> Master Defense Blanche Trudeau. Blanche, please, this is Master Beauregard. He is, uh, he is a delight, and he serves the best wine to your room every night. Hello, Mr. Beauregard. Mm, hello. Blanche pulls out her coin purse <laughs> and... <laughs> All right. Oh. Got him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have so much information to deliver this episode, and I'm just wasting all of it on stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. I guess I didn't appreciate it enough the first time. Do it again. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta earn that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? I said hello. <laughs> so Blanche pops her plops her coin purse oh down my. on the counter. Look at that coin purse. She says, <laughs> "How long? How long would Jean be able to stay in his room for this amount?" Oh, let me see. There. How much is it? Let me pull up my. It's all of it. Sure. Yeah. For all of the gold in that bag, that would get him another month. He is currently staying in our uh, month-time apartment complex in the upstairs. And how much has Mr. Franklin spent already? Oh, he's only been here for one month so far. This would be his second. Well, I am here to decide if it's worth it at all. We'd like to see the rooms and experience the pale moonlight. Mm, are you going to pay for that? I can assure you the pale moonlight is uh, such an exquisite experience. It's far well worth the money you'll spend, but I can't allow any pauper off the street to come in without paying, and it would bring down the, the, the very rich vibes we have here. Blanche shakes her bag and... Her, her coin purse and puts it back on her person. We will not be spending another gold piece wait, here no, wait, until... Wait, 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 please, no, what, what? Until... Until... Until we are yes. treated to at least a week. Whoa. Without enough time to decide the worth of this. She looks around unimpressed. In. Another gold won't cross the desk from me. I'm gonna need a check. Give me a persuasion check. Hey, Steven. You can't give him no. You can't do this. <laughs> Take one of my buttons. That's how this works. Six buttons. I'm fighting for everyone. An instant natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, persuasion. Man, I wish, I wish Blanche's charisma was better. Oh, fuck, come on. Please, please. Just give me one. 18. 18. That's pretty good. Mmm. Well. We have a weight already on our lavish rooms. Many of the wealthier of Tythos have been staying on our place since their world was sadly destroyed. But, but, Madame Blanchet. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, Master John Franklin here has been a delight. Perhaps we can give you a 
night for free, and then go from there. Well, that better be one impressive night, if that's all you have to woo me to open my coin purse. Woo, madame, what a... Ugh, that word is so dirty. <laughs> I don't think you'd be up to that task, my friend. <laughs> but we'll start with the room. Are you sure one night will be enough? He looks, he looks over very slowly at Jean with his very cocky, knowing, big fish smile. And Jean says, oh dear, sir, one night would be enough. <laughs> please, please, let me show you uh, the key, sir. Very well. Here's your key. He stands over the very ornate it's gold, it's gold diamond-encrusted key. And, uh, gestures you forward. All right. As, uh... Blanche and Jean walk into the depths of the pale moonlight. She very quietly says to him, This is the last night you will ever spend here unless you can get creative. So enjoy it. Sir! He just has a stark horror on his face. But, sir, you'd understand, please, if I'm not staying Do here. Do not waste sir, your 24 hours. Almost every inn has been taken in the city. If, if, I, if I'm not here, then the only alternative is. 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 And we hard cut <laughs> to the exterior of the ugly coyote <laughs> where Jules is standing outside the door. <laughs> um, you better put that music on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like this music. I'm having fun. I'm vibing. I like that word today. Jules. Jules, Jules, Jules. You stand outside. The ugly coyote. At this point, you're alone. You've been surrounded by people for days. It probably feels really weird to be like on your own for a time. And now as you stand here before the coyote, there's a quiet. It's a quiet that you feel from being alone, but you realize as you stand before this building that it's a it's too quiet. The coyote is too quiet. You saw Chester. Where are the delights? Why are they screaming? Why aren't they coming out to attack you? No noise? I mean, I, I think that's, that is definitely going on somewhere in the back of his head. Mm. But I also feel like Jules just stands and just stares at the doorway in silence for probably 15, 20 minutes, just frozen. Wow. And no one, not one face in the window... No are, one comes out. Are round stuff and Miskin just like standing there? Oh, right. I forgot they're there too. Shit. I didn't oh, say the earlier. Same. Damn. Whoops. They're with you. Whoops. <laughs> imagine I, imagine no. if you're with an adult and an adult is just standing <laughs> still for no, 15 okay. or 20 minutes, no. just blank staring at a door. Yeah, I got to go back. Well, so what did they the jewel? They were there too. They were watching all yeah. of that. Um, yeah. I, for some reason, I didn't mind they went with Arhalon. I don't know why I thought that. That would be so, silly. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I think what probably ended up happening Thank was you, once we got within. Uh, half block yeah. of the coyote, they probably both ran forward and ahead. I love that, and yeah. And went in. Yes. And then Jules comes up a moment later and that's when he has his, you know, moment of just staring. His mental breakdown? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That's yeah. not a normal thing to do. Yeah, no. <laughs> Blanche is like, she opens the curtains of the pale moonlight and is like, he's fucking still standing there. That's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm being dramatic, damn it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he walks in. You push forward. You push open the door to see a darkened 
room. Not a soul stirring within. And you just saw Round Stuff and Miskin ran inside the building, kind of screaming, hollering. They disappeared in. And like you assumed, there'd be some kind of something. And then. Surprise! <laughs> oh my god. Surprise, Jules! Fucking Everyone Christ. pops on the table, sort of like, like just chairs explode around us. Everyone's I, just I, popping I, out from their <laughs> hiding spots behind the bar, behind the tables, behind the wall. <sighs> Round Stuff and Miskin are like, I guess they got brought into this whole thing because they pop out too like yeah surprise surprise hold Dude, on I, one I, minute I was, yeah surprise one 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 oh you steven just oh, took my oh, button back yeah. oh yeah you came on a i'm putting it way back in this corner here <laughs> fuck that this whole system is Dude, like yeah, destroyed now god damn it oh I, yeah I, I, was, anarchy. I, I was fully prepared for and you see a note on the bar <laughs> right <laughs> saying we've got your family right <laughs> That's the wrong song. <laughs> That's the We Got Your Family song. <laughs> no, it's it's playing the bolt. I don't know why it's doing this. Hang on. Oh, these are both staying in. Now, now. it's a combat song. Hang on, we got this. <laughs> yeah, Jules is so surprised he goes in his reflexes kick in. Alright. Um, everyone bursts out. Uh, uh, you see, like, Ader kind of comes up behind the bar. I think Round Stuff's literally on top of his head now, somehow. Um, Miskin sort of just, like, comes out of the showers in the corner, just like, yeah, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Mulligan <laughs> pops out with, like, a full, like, tray of cupcakes. He just drops down on the counter. Uh, uh, just pink Frosted looks delightful. Um, Fibro comes out from behind a stack of books that he probably was already just reading anyway. And just like, Jules, yeah, you're back. Everyone's just like, everyone's just like going. Chester, I think, is the first one to just come charging down the way, jumping onto you. Um, you see Jean's at the top of the stairs, sort of smiling down at you. Um, though with something in her eyes that that isn't quite a smile. You're going to make those kids eat cupcakes knowing that Paul's still out there. Jules, Jules. Hey, sorry. You know what? I realize in hindsight, the way you are, that probably fucked you up real bad. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. But, man, I was excited. Yeah, I almost killed you. Look, it was kind of their idea. I couldn't I couldn't tell them no, right? Yeah, I guess not. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, hey, come on, buck up. Jules. <sighs> Jules. Hey, hey. And he kind of like what? puts a hand on your shoulder. And his face gets, like, very serious. And you can see almost, like, the smile is plastered on for you. Jules, I know. We know. All right? He told us. And at that, he kind of nudges his head towards the bar. And a very large form kind of, Oh, oh, oh surprise. Uh, sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> Behind that, you see Arhalad. Just press <laughs> uh, I fell asleep. Uh, God. It was, sorry, I missed the, do we do the, th- did we get you, Jules? <laughs> well, you got. Yeah, you got me. You ah, got me. Very good. I <sighs> <laughs> love that. <sighs> I think Jules kind of makes his rounds to each one, giving him a hug. He's not genuinely smiling, but he's got a he's got a mask on. I think Chester's like your shadow at this point, right behind yeah. you. Yeah. And then when he's done. He grabs, a, he grabs a drink from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud um, of Judgment by Reckless Brewing Company. There you go. 
Put it, drop that ad spot, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I got to get another one, too. Get your cloud judgment now. Jules cracks a beer. Ooh, that's exactly how fantasy works. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, there are definitely cans uh-huh. in the Ugly Coyote. Absolutely. For I think, sure. Like, there is that moment, you know, everyone has that moment of hug. I mean, it wasn't like, you haven't been gone for a long time. It's been a couple days, but still, every time you go, it's that, that concern that you're, something could happen. And yeah, of course, a couple of days? They, yeah. <laughs> wow. They, then during the time we actually saw, they saw the Zebulon thing. Everyone saw the Zebulon death. It was on the network. They have grieved, and there's still definitely a solemn air here. Absolutely. As you sit down at the bar and you have that drink and you're and you're trying to sort of bury this, um, but you're trying to keep yourself looking like you're happy, like this is fun. You know, it's very simple, basic. It's only the cherry delights here. Ader closed the day for the day. He's kind of just around, you know, kind of watching from the corner, happy, sitting with Kiana, maybe having a drink with her. Um, and Chester say, you know, sits down on one side of you and Jean's on the other. And Chester just says, You're giving me the double whammy? Jules, hey, thanks for making it look good. The kids, you know, the other kids, they wanted this. They wanted to make you happy. Cheer you up. I know it's been hard, all right? I know about Zeb. Um... It's yeah. tough. And, uh, hell. I'm sure you gave those guys hell that didn't, right? So, that's good. But, hell, that, you're back, all right? All that, that was San Satyan. That was then. And you're here, and you're with us, and, and... Yeah, but we're not done yet, Chester. I know. I think you feel a hand sort of reach down and touch your hand on the, on the, on the table as Jean's still kind of looking down. I think she's having the hardest time, I guess, like smiling and you know that Jean's and Paul's relationship actually uh, predates their relationship with the Cherry Delights they joined you as a unit she raised him when he was very young Um, she doesn't look at you she's staring down at her own an empty glass that maybe like never had anything at all just for show and she's just looking into the glass I know you'll save him I do it's okay Jules you did good did really good. All right? I'll believe that when we finish this. And she just nods, still half smiling, still staring down at her glass. Chester kind of sees a solemn moment and immediately tries to, like, intrude. He jumps off his stool, gets between the two of you, puts his arms around you both, and it's like, well, I'll tell you, I've been never, we've been, we've been all right here. I mean, uh, me and Jeans have been hanging out a lot together, right, Jeans? Chester, I... No, come on, it's all right. Hey, we're being happy, and, uh, Jules, Jules, it's hey, about, hey. about damn time, man. Come Speaking on. about damn time, that, uh, Sansa Tian's where, uh, Dance Macabre is from, huh? Did you see her? Yeah. Did you yeah. see her? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw her. All right. Come on, get this man. Ada, another drink, please. <laughs> um... Do you stay and drink with Jeans and Chester? I, I think so. I think so. What is the conversation like throughout the night as you kind of as, as as things sort of move on? I don't think it's not normal conversation. I, I think we have these niceties and these you know media. Okay, we're back. We're all good. But he 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 tells them everything. Anytime one of the others come up and you know gets close. They stop the conversation and act like they're, you know, having a good time because the others don't need to be, they don't need to hear this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then they go away and we continue the the rundown. And so I think we see just time pass there as you guys are 
talking as this conversation is, is sort of happening. Um, maybe like in the corner of the room, we see Arhalan is just like sitting, like looming over a table, just way too big for the typical, you know, humanoid sized chairs. And the other side of the table is round stuff who's just chattering excitedly. You can hear just like, yeah, and you and bigger Zebulon, you can stay in my room. Like Zebulon did, little Zebulon did. You can stay in my room and you'll you'll need a bigger bed. <laughs> just like, he's just not, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the way you just described that, I had this image of like a full-ass grown adult sitting on like a tiny tricycle. Yeah, or like or like a, you know, like the little tykes plastic yeah. table. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like like you just sitting there. I think, I think you see like occasionally like like Miskin just jumps out of the shadows with like a, a sort of fake dagger sort of thing trying to get him, and Arhalan just like brings his tail up and sort of slaps him just down to the side. <laughs> He's like, "Very nice try, but your your step was a little too loud at the very end there. You want to try to really stick to the edge. My ear on this side is a little." He's like trying to like try to try to. To tell him, help him out, they're like combat training That's while he's awesome. chattering with round stuff. She's pouring like a fake teapot into into, into a, a glass, and I love that so much. Harlan <laughs> like, taking out, <laughs> teaching kids how to fight. Teaching kids how to fight. Um, yeah, yeah, teaching kids how to fight. <laughs> um, and so I think that's where we'll leave this uh, this group, just reveling in just this 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 moment. There is a lot unspoken there's a lot there's a lot to be done but right now i think a lot of the 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 cherry delights a lot of the people here are just happy to be home and to have you home and for one night perhaps there can be a focus on that yeah i obviously jules is not feeling happy and feeling joyous but he's breathing for the first time in a while Hell yeah. And we'll pan away from the Illy Coyote. I think it's time for us to take one little journey into the inside of the Citadel, into the Auroral Diamond, into Auroral Town. It's time for Crispin and Dresden to face the music, as it were. You stand in the plaza at the town center, the great crystal amphitheater where the speakers meet and confer looms over you behind you but you are looking at the great dome the great crystal dome that is Sholay's residence the dragon's lair the guard at the door nods as Ariat sort of leads you there I think he just kind of gives you one sort of parting farewell and moves back to his duties Crispin starts to walk in yeah Dresden follows suit you move up the guard speaks the words touches the right spot to the door and <laughs> Slides open, you step in. You haven't seen it before, actually, Crispin, nor have you, Dresden, the, the inside of Sholay's lair. Uh, a, a great hoard, not of gold, but information. Folders and papers and, and diamonds, so many diamonds, recording diamonds with who knows what knowledge just littering the area around. Some stacked neatly in piles, some sort of tossed, uh, more like, I guess, messy piles. I don't know. Shouldn't use word piles already. And you see this sort of reaching back and back and back. No material wealth, but a wealth of something perhaps more powerful. A great draconic shape looms in the shadows at the back of the room. Huge. Head reaching near to the ceiling. You can only barely make her out as the room is 
quite dark. Quick, weird question that I can't get out of my brain. Tupperware is what you put cheese in. I told you already. No, 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 no. no. Lies. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Did... <laughs> Fuck, this is stupid. Did Crispin notice the sequence that the guard used to open the door? Huh. I'll need a really high perception check. I think it's one of those things where this would be like, generally, they'd be making measures to stand kind of in the way of it, doing it very careful. Steven, use my fourth button. Nah, it's all right. I don't think this is ever going to be a thing, but I'm just... You probably need to crit it, at the very least. Perception. Well, see, he's a I really have, high perception. Yeah, I have the right character for this, because he's got okay. a plus eight perception. Holy oh. moly. Whoa. One out of 25. 13 on the die. Should have taken my button. <laughs> okay, um, you don't quite catch it. I think maybe with that, you catch, like, a sequence of words. They're essentially, like, magical sounding gibberish, but you hear them, especially because, like, you're, you have your, you know, Leoprine senses, your ears pick them up, but you don't quite see the hand gestures. Oh, uh, oh, shit. I was gonna say, because I have, I, I think I have advantage with perception regarding hearing. Yeah, so I gave you the words, okay. not the, not the hand, not the, not the places. Fair. So you have half the key. Okay. Um, you move into this room. You see a long, sort of, almost, like, straight way through all the, 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 the sort of just Opening and all the information and all the and all the hoard and Sholey at the other side. I take full responsibility for my failures. Massive heads are turned down towards you, eyes that blaze. I simply ask that if you if you kill me, please send my gold home. Stepping towards you. And out of the shadows, as this great form shrinks, steps an old woman. She's smiling slightly as she steps out, looking towards you. Almost like that remark was amusing. And she walks, so she's probably about a meter ahead of you. Come in close. I thought I saw something. For a brief moment just last night, something quite impossible. Now I consider myself an exceptionally sane dragoness, even in grief. I do not believe I would witness things that are not true. And she gives you this look like Crispin looking for some kind of confirmation. Wouldn't it be simply dragon? <laughs> that wasn't conical. <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> that, <wasn't> <laughs> that was just me being a smart ass. Um, I wasn't sure. I was like, do I react to showing? No, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'd like to speak about the impossible, but yes, I tried to show you. Thank you. Brief as it was, it focused me, though I fear it may have come too late. I have erred grievously, and Artash has made swift and ruthless use of my weakness. The bastard wasted no time at all in exploiting my pain. Do you understand the extent of his victory on Sarsetian? The rise that will follow? I, I couldn't begin to. Now, 
You could not. You failed in the quest I sent you on. But I am at the end of my ropes. My position has become dangerous, and I have so few allies I can call upon. I fear the impossible might be exactly what I need if I want to wrestle control back. You failed, Crispin, but I do not think you will fail me again. Had you brought Ahalon and Dresden, too, you brought them back safely. This is good. I won't fail again. Her eyes sweep over to you, Dresden. I told you that should you return, both of you, that should you serve me faithfully, I would bring you in, protect you, and tell you all that I know of these worlds. Do you wish for this knowledge? It is a burden. Believe me, it is a burden. But some must bear it. Nobody should bear such a burden alone. I don't want to turn back now. She takes this moment. Maybe closes her eyes and leans back. She's pushing these emotions, this grief back. But there is this, like, this coldness. Not a meanness, but just a coldness in her stare. A razor wit behind these eyes that is trying to hone itself. Sharpening. We'll start with politics. The real politics. For over 50 years I have battled against Atash for control of the speakers. As a king, he should not be able to pull any real weight on the citadel. But as a luminary, <laughs> the whole system serves those pandering to the general populace and granting him power enough to challenge my control. Though I am the very speaker of the world he hails from. Of course, he was the only force utilizing the rise of the crystal network to gain power. His most hated foes, those servants of Zomate Shab, the ones called the Fractured Horn, the very point looks to you, Dresden, rose quickly to challenge him. I... I could not stop them. They had something on me. They used it against me. To my shame, I did not directly oppose the cult. I, I could not. But I did play the two factions against each other for years, decades, carefully crafting a stalemate in the speakers and in the network. Whenever one faction would gain even a speck of influence, I would see the scale tipped the other way. I would do so unnoticed as the two sides would focus solely on each other. But in one fell swoop, Atash has done more than just tip the scale. He has destroyed it. Following Itzman's fall, the fractured horn will be exposed at last to the public. Those in his confidence will be investigated by Atash personally. And social perception of any who oppose the Angel King will be quite volatile. I, too, had hoped to unseat the fractured horn. That is why I sent you to investigate on San Setian. But my outcome would have differed greatly. The fallout from Atash's actions will be disastrous. Firstly... I expect Speaker Cyrilla LaRoche will soon be removed from office pending her own investigation. Your former employer, 
Dresden will be unseated. The Roche family, they will face hard times. In that way, we have accomplished our goal. We may take some pride in this, I'm sure, but there's more. I also expect that Speaker Infante will be replaced. You saw when we first met Crispin that I had already managed to blackmail him myself. And you remember when you first met Sholey in the, in the, this, the, the quarters for the Speaker of Sansatian that she cowed him with some information. The information I had gathered was not so difficult to obtain. Atash Shorley has already found enough to have him removed as well. Doubtless, his replacement will be someone loyal to Atash, probably one of the heroes of the recent battle for Papalatian Hill. The people of Sansatian will, in their gratitude, serve their very world to the bastard. And so Atash will remove two of Zomate Shard's agents and add one of his own. On top of that... He will gain even higher social standing, drawing other speakers to his side. In the coming months, the cult will go silent. Zomate Shab's sucklers will bury themselves away to lick at their wounds. This was a grave blow to them, though they are still not to be underestimated. An animal cornered is at its most dangerous, and the bitch, Calypsania, yet thrives in hiding. She is plotting something yet. I think she almost like looks away for a second, like agitation entering her eyes and just there's a moment of pause is there anything you want to like jump in and say during this moment I want to give you a moment because mama's laying down some lore <laughs> <laughs> I mean I <laughs> I want to give you a chance to breathe Crispin has something to ask about but I don't I don't think now is the time okay mm. alright yeah Dresden's just open ears mm-hmm. okay she stops for a second she's just Calypsania I suppose I should tell you of her as well. An ancient black dragon, my mortal foe, and Zomate Shab's most foremost. Shit, hang on. Let me say it again. <laughs> An ancient black dragon, my mortal foe, and Zomate Shab's most fervent servant. I, I hated that too. Yeah, fervent <laughs> servant. Fervent servant. Ah, let's just go on. She leads the efforts to revive him and serves the true mastermind behind the fractured horn. She stands even above Cerise Laroche, who was the queen of one of our most influential worlds, as you know. In this one, she breathes in deep, like she's really thinking. Calypsania is also Zebulon's mother. Knew it. Whoa. I think we literally knew it. Right? You kind of had it. Yeah, I think, I think it was pretty much out there. Yeah. What? In the In the files. When they first tried to seize power, I stood in their way, snuffing out every political flame they lit. And then, Zebulon was born in secret. The child of a brass half-dragon, a full black. He was a child that should not have been. Chromatics and metallics typically cannot procreate, and so he was born... small. (laughs) Breaking my fucking heart. Yet, he was the most beautiful thing I have known in my life. I let them gain power, let their master come to threaten the worlds again so I might be allowed to raise my grandson outside of their influence. I only wanted to keep him that way. Keep him from following the the footsteps of... I can only imagine the horrors you are put through, Dresden, raising the shadow of my greatest failure. I am sorry. I will say, though, that something does strike you both here. Sholi mentioned that Zebulon was born to Calypsania, a black dragon, and to a half-dragon, which is presumably her son, but... 
Leave it in. Yeah, let's leave it, it in. It. David is getting a phone shame. call. Shame. For shame. shame. For shame. Where's the handbell? Where's the handbell? Shame. 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 Presumably her son, but surely doesn't doesn't have a son. No, 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 no. She, she must. She has grandsons. But, but, why, why can't you remember anything about such an important person? Why did this oddly never strike you before? You never even considered it. And, and, and it feels like there's something there, some memory, something at the top of your mind being yanked back before you can focus on it. Something is wrong here. Even this moment of revelation is is quickly fading, as if being buried by new mundane thoughts. You have to fight to keep it in your mind, but what what are you fighting against? Did you do you want to say anything in this moment of clarity before it is lost? Yeah, maybe. He re- Crispin reacts if he's having a headache. He reaches up. Who is he? What are you? Are you doing this? You see the barest nod almost. Despite my promise to share all, there are some truths that you simply can never, ever know. But understand that I am not ashamed of what I have done. I simply fear its consequences more than anything else in the world. And there's a real awkward pause. Yeah, I'm Real awkward pause. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many questions that I, I want answered and... Now, this is one of them. Ask me another. A different question. One that I can answer. Please. I'm, I'm kind of imagining that the whole issue magically sort of wipes away and Crispin starts to feel a little more normal. Starts to forget what he was even so concerned about. Yeah, what, were you even, what were you guys just talking about? Huh. Uh, questions, right. The, uh, <laughs> the boy, Paul, can you... Paul. Can you help get him back? That was one of the children. One of Jules' Jewel. boys, yeah. The the Citadel, the, they sent men to, to take them away and bring them to, bring them to the LaRoche family. And now, uh, well, I can't help but imagine that the authorities hold some responsibility... I wanted to stand in the way of it, but I couldn't. Every time you step out of line to protect anyone, you open your back up to attack. Knives in the dark. And I speak not of physical, but political attacks. Well... The Roche family is weaker now, though. Perhaps we can make moves. Perhaps. I think it'll be worth it. I showed you, or I tried to show you, the boy Paul, he's... He's like me. She takes a full step back. Her eyes wide. You do not see Shirley react like this. Ever. Monsieur Dracon. No. No, 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 no. No, and they, you know the word. Who has him now? Not Calypsania. No. Uh, I, I, I don't know where they took him. They... We found the others, but he he was gone. What does it mean, Mazia Drakan? She sort of nods and then, like, just, just like stunned, shocked, horrified. Her, her eyes sort of staring out into space. Then she kind of comes back to herself. Yes. Yes, there's still much I want to tell you, but 
I will not be the one to tell all. And I cannot be the one to tell you of this. Crispin Dubois, you should be made aware that it was not my idea to reach out to you at the start of all of this. I have allies that pushed me into making contact with you. Stalwart allies, my closest. Those that we all should heed, but do not any longer. The Gemstone Incarnates. You met with the Jasper Picantry when you first became a luminary, and they saw something within you. They know what you are. Dresden, they have sensed your presence as well. You are not Messier Dracon as Crispin is, and yet, as this Paul is, yet you carry a, a similar fragment of great power within your body, a piece of the Ancient Ones, their kin. When you have prepared, you must go to them, to the Incarnates, travel the Preserve, meet them all, learn and hone your powers. I fear the time will come soon when we will all need to be at our strongest. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go. I'll do the same. The slightest smile touches her lips. Some of that fear washing away. And she even chuckles. <laughs> As I said, my allies are few and my position is weakening. If you, if you side with me, you will be standing on the losing side of a secret war. Yet I am confident that this is the right side. Will you do as I ask and join my fight in all, all fields of battle? Will you serve me in this war? I, I will, of course. I, ha I have to send something home. I have to send protection, but I, I am, I am here, but I can't, I can't go there. I will care for those you love. Do not worry for them. For now you must protect yourselves. For you too may be the greatest weapons we have to stand against the evils of this world. Leave the rest to me, please. If, if they have you, then you can see his shoulders drop. He's feeling relief. Okay. When do we start? She turns away from you, sort of beckoning you deeper into the shadows of her chamber and begins to walk. Now will do. We start now. And as we pan away from the two of you, outside the door, up and over Aurora Town, staring down at the preserve, we will leave Crispin and Dresden for a time, give these heroes time to shine outside the spotlight. <laughs> Crispin likes it best. <laughs> we'll come back to them when they are needed. And they will be needed. But for now, we'll call it there. <laughs> <laughs>